Hey, good evening. This is Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And tonight our topic is taking up your cross. And we're going to talk about the misconceptions of what that means and what it doesn't mean. And how uh, Jesus is very black and white about this topic. Like, I want to read this for you. Uh, Matthew 10, 38 says, And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Hmm. He's not worthy of me. So this is like, this isn't a, a, you can or you don't have to. Right. No, this is a, this is a, this was a command. If this you're serious about following Jesus, you got to do this. So we need to talk about what it means. Okay, what and doesn't it mean? It doesn't mean uh, this is my this is my burden. This is my cross to carry. A lot of times, people will say that in reference to it's my cross to bear. It's my cross to bear. It, it might be a physical issue. It might be an emotional issue. It might be a relational issue where it's a struggle. It's a burden. It's a challenge. Right. Cool. It is, that is something. Yeah. And Paul even talked about, you know, his thorn of the flesh. Right. Yes. Those things are there, but that's not what Jesus is talking about. When Jesus talks about taking up his, your cross, he's talking about dying to self. Yeah. And that's a completely different concept. Right. And that means you just set yourself. Well, I'm going to read something. Okay. Because this is a perfect illustration of what it means to die to self. And we have to do this every single day. You have to choose to not live for yourself and live for Jesus. So Philippians 2, and it's a very familiar passage. Philippians 2, and I'm going to start in verse 3 and read all the way through 11. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. I'll stop there. That's just to Mm -hmm. verse 8. So, um, there Jesus give us us the perfect example. All right, I want to I want to talk a little bit about the concept here, the historical concept, concept okay. also. Yep. <clears throat> because he says take up your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously it was the way Jesus himself died, but it was it was typical of the time and the place in history. If you were going to be crucified, they would make you carry your own cross mm-hmm. and endure all the ridicule and all the shame and all the stuff before your execution. Mm-hmm. So it was part of the execution. Ah. But right. it was also um it was showing that you were different and showing that mm-hmm. you you were destined for this and it was a public display of mm-hmm. this is who you are. You're a criminal mm-hmm. because you're carrying a cross. Right. So anybody walking through the street carrying a cross in those days meant you're yes. a criminal and you're going to be killed for it. Right. So when Jesus says, take up your cross, he doesn't say crucify yourself. Right. He's saying, pick it up and walk and walk with me. Mm. Pick up your cross and carry it with me. Mm. The other thing that I really like about these statements, and it's, it's common, is he says, pick up your cross daily. Mm-hmm. There's one other time when he mentions daily. Mm-hmm. 
and that's daily bread. Mm -hmm. Every day we go to the Father and ask for, for, for provision, and we are meant to do it daily. He said, give us this day, which means tomorrow I'm going to say, give us this day. Right. And to, the day after is give us this day. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to ask for it once and let it go. You're supposed to ask daily, go back to the Father for that. In the same way, he says, daily pick up your cross. Mm -hmm. So this is not <clears throat> an altar call where you went up once. Right. This is not a baptism that he's talking about here. Right. This is this is what he's talking about when he talks about walking a Christian life, your Christian walk, your daily walk. Mm -hmm. This is what he's talking about. Is daily we have to die to self, mm -hmm. and the reason for that is that we will fall backwards if we don't. Mm -hmm. This is not. You can't just skate, um, scoot. No, no. Uh, you can't just coast through all. Coast. This. That's it. You yeah. can't coast. It has can't to be. Coast. Um, oh, and the, but then I did think of something when you were saying okay. that. Lamentations uh, 3. I know it was 3. My other Bible, I had it. Well, it says, His mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. It's Lamentations 3 something. Um, oh, there it is. Okay. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And then I'll read 24. It says, The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. I brought that up because, okay, so we're not going to do this dying to self perfectly. No. So if if you have a day that you really messed up and anybody watching you would never have thought you were a Christian or, or whatever, like you just pick up that cross again in the morning and, and do it again. Exactly. It's, That's it's, one of the blessings of a daily, mm -hmm. of a, a command of this is your daily command. Yeah. If you screwed it up yesterday, you get a chance to do it again. Yes, yes. You know, as long as God opens your eyes in the morning and you wake up, you have the chance to pick up your cross again. Mm -hmm. And that that's a, that's a blessing, folks. It's a blessing if you have the opportunity to serve him mm -hmm. again. Even if you screw up, you still have it. That is, that's huge. I want to read a few verses here. <clears throat> and these are all Jesus. Just so that you know that this is not a one-time command. Right. Okay, in Mark eight thirty-four, And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after him, come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Matthew six twenty-four. Then Jesus told the disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Matthew ten thirty eight. Whoever does not take a, take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Mm -hmm. Luke nine twenty three. And he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily, and follow me. Uh, Mark eight thirty four and thirty five. Calling the crowd to him with his disciples. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake, and the gospels, mm -hmm. will save it. Mm -hmm. Luke. 1424, whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Mm -hmm. So this is not a one-time thing. It is repeated. Mm -hmm. So there's that tells me more than one thing. Okay, first of all, we have different Gospels. Mm -hmm. They're all mentioning it. Right. Um, and they mention it more than once. And they mention it more than once. So that is a direct quote that is mentioned more than once. Mm -hmm. So from a perspective of someone just looking at literature and looking at literature historically, mm -hmm. looking at it for, for historical factuality. 
The fact that it's repeated multiple times in multiple gospels puts real emphasis on that. Right. That it's an important thing. I have a verse. Okay. Okay, Second Timothy three one and two. And uh but understand this that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. I'll just keep going with this whole thought. Heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. I brought that up because our entire world, our society, promotes the lover of self to be a love of, be put your best self forward. Or right, we are. It's promoted all the time. Self, 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 and even in mm-hmm. uh, books by Christian authors, Christian publishers, the self, the self, the self. We're, we're supposed to die to the self. Right. I mean, and. Um, that that needs to be, in, but the thing about self is that um, it's like uh, when the Bible says you're a fool, like a man who looks in the mirror and immediately forgets yeah. what he looks like, sort of thing. We are constantly going to be confronted with self. Yes, all the time. Even without anybody telling you to or any influence from the world, right. we are constantly going back to that. The most commonly used pronoun is I in I, any I, conversation. I, yes. Um, and when we think about that, we have to remember that that is our, that's our, that's our natural zero nature. Mm-hmm. That's our baseline. Mm-hmm. The baseline is I, 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 I. Mm-hmm. The only way you can get away from that. The only way. Is to intentionally leave it behind. Mm-hmm. And I've found that myself in conversations, talking mm-hmm. to somebody and I'll, I'll catch myself using I too much. Mm-hmm. And then I will reroute my conversation, reroute my verbiage, reroute the way I'm thinking to try and get rid of that, to take it out. It's challenging to catch yourself before it comes out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. It's challenging for, mm-hmm. to catch the thought before it exits to go back to the I. It's even more challenging to stop the thought before it happens. Well, and that's what this dying to self is. But it gets, you practice it. You right. practice dying right. to self. And so... It'll be, I don't know if easier, but it'll be more of a habit to, to not, well, it's, it, I shouldn't say habit because a lot of times habits you don't think about. It's an about. instinct, right. An instinct. I want to hear um, Romans 8. Okay. Uh, for to set the mind, 8, 6. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, or set the mind on the self is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Mm. So if we're all into ourselves and we just want our agendas, we want what we want, we want things going according to the way we think it should go, we're completely we're not turn, we're turning our backs. We're turning our backs on God because yeah. it can only look... You can only look at God or look at yourself. There's only two options. Yeah. I've got two passages here okay. I want to read. They're both from Galatians. And again, this is Paul speaking, so it's similar to what you just said in mm-hmm. Romans. <clears throat> I have been crucified with Christ. 
It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And the second one is, but far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Mm. Paul is bringing the cross here as like a scalpel. Mm. It has severed that connection between him and the world. Mm. And I am only focused on God mm. and turn that direction. And I think that's, that's what we're called to do. And like we said, daily go to God for provision. You also, which is easy. You think about that. Mm-hmm. That's part of the eye. Mm-hmm. Give us this day our daily bread, us, our, mm-hmm. my, me, my. But if at the same time you go and say, and Lord, take this away from me. Take the world away from me. Take me away from me. Mm-hmm. Don't let me be my worst self. Let mm-hmm. me be your best self. Mm-hmm. Let me be your hands and feet, not my mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of things. Um, I really, I'll tell you right now, one of the places that this really... Um, hits home for me on a daily basis is when you and I pray. Usually right before I go to work, we pray together. Mm-hmm. And it some days it's kind of short because I'm running late. It happens. Mm-hmm. But every one of those things brings me back to center. Mm-hmm. Before I go rushing out and things are racing through my mind and all sorts of stuff going on, before I go out into the world, I can go to God. Mm-hmm. And when I do that, that makes a huge difference. I'm very unsettled if I don't. Mm-hmm. It makes a difference. It really does help, especially you if you if you if you do not live alone. So if you live with family or a friend or whatever, and it would be awesome if you prayed with that mm-hmm. person daily, because it's good for you. It's good for them. It really does help get you centered. It helps get your eyes on Jesus, because if you're just praying. I mean, prayer alone is fine, too. I mean, I right. talk to God all day. But when you get another perspective in there, yep, it helps. And I would I would venture one more thing, though, too. <clears throat> if you are in a situation where you can't be praying with someone, make this an outside prayer. Make this an out loud prayer. Even if mm. it's just you talking to God out loud, mm-hmm. make it a statement. Because once it leaves your mouth... There's emphasis on it compared to if it's just in your head. Mm. Boy, I sure wish this would happen. Boy, I sure wish this would happen. Say it out loud and mean it. Mm-hmm. That 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 changes things. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I have a conversation about things. There may be things going through my head that my brain says, I wouldn't say that if I were you, and I keep it inside. <laughs> and that's a good thing. We want to have that filter. But when we're talking to God, we don't want to filter. And in something like this, when we are saying, Lord, I want to follow you. Please, please help me deny myself and pick up that cross for you today. Lord, let me walk in your footsteps today. No matter who's throwing what at me, no matter who's mocking me or screaming at me or doing whatever, I want to stay the course and go towards the end goal, which for Christ was the crucifixion, which was our salvation, which for us will be eventually the completion of our sanctification and and heaven. Eventually, that's what's going on. And it's a process. Every day is a process. Mm-hmm. And just like anything else, just like my weightlifting, okay, if I I have had some health issues here lately, a couple of them, and it slowed me down. 
And so I haven't been lifting as much as I normally do. I still lift with the kids. I still work out with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I could. Some things I couldn't quite grab the way I was supposed to with my hand, but it's getting better. But even though I've been doing a little bit, I have, I haven't been doing what I was doing before. I'm not pushing as hard as I was before. I have lost some strength. Mm -hmm. The more often you do something, the more consistent you get, the better you get at it, and the more you can push yourself to a higher level of whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. So if you're not doing this daily, it's going to slip and you're going to slide. You're going to go backwards. Mm -hmm. Anything that you want that you need to work on, and I don't care what Stephen Covey and the habits of highly effective people and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. says, 27 times or whatever he says is not enough to make this your life. Mm-hmm. This needs to be a daily thing. It's not an automatic ever. And our human nature will always overcome right. our laziness and our inability to act will always be overcome by our human nature. This is a quote. No matter how much God yeah. is in you. And I, I know that's controversial. I know there are some people that say, well, you can't sin once you're a Christian. I don't believe that at all. I don't think we are ever perfected until we are in heaven. It's true. So if we are not perfected, we always have the ability to fall back in sin. And we mm-hmm. look at, if we look in the Old Testament and we look at some of the patriarchs and we look at some of the people who had it all going on mm-hmm. and then made a stupid mistake and screwed something up somewhere, mm-hmm. it's not impossible for anyone, anybody. No. Look at, look, at, look at poor Moses. Oh. He got angry once. Yeah. Once, once, and that kept him out of the well, that kept him out of the promised land. What one of all the things he did right? Yeah, that was the one thing that God said, "You, that was it. Well, you can't do it." And it was a big deal. But that was a man who had been doing it right for a long time, mm-hmm. and he'd been angry before. He remember he crushed the Ten Commandments. He he threw them down because he was angry at the people. But I I will say I think we have. Um, an advantage over Moses because we have the Holy Spirit. That's true. And, and, and Christ who lives in me, like like Paul said here in Galatians. Yeah, it's not me, but Christ who lives um, in me. But I just look at Moses and I think, wow. Yeah, one time he got angry. And I think, how many times do I, even if it doesn't cross my mouth, mm-hmm. how many times in my head does the anger flash? Mm whether it's self-righteousness or, or whether it's it's or reacting to someone else. Super tired and you just react. Whatever it is, yeah. if it happens to me, you know, as often as it happens to me, I think, you know, God denied him the promised land because of that. That flash of anger. And I'm nowhere near in control of that. So I need to be denying self and I need to intentionally do that. And in addition to the fact that God gives us a chance to do it again, I think, and this comes with maturity and this comes with with getting better at these things. If you truly try daily to deny yourself, and you try truly to die to self and live for Jesus, you will notice more and more when you fall off that track. Oh, yeah. You'll become very sensitive to yes, it. Yes, you get more sensitive. Oh, so like something... And then you can take it to God and ask for forgiveness yeah. because if you didn't notice it, you won't ask for forgiveness. Right. Uh, here, I wanted to I want to bring something back up. Okay. We started with, and I, 
you know, how we talked about how people will say, well, that's my cross to bear or uh-huh. whatever. Uh-huh. You know what? I think, um, I think even that statement is so wrong. None of that, none of those struggles or pains or whatever are crosses. No. They're just, they're more like the thorn in the flesh because, um, and any struggle is more like a, a the thorn in the flesh because it's here. I'm going to read it. It's the, the thorn thing is right. in second Corinthians 12. And so to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh to uh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. And I'm going to go. Oh, and he's, and God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then verse 10 says, for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So I think anything, if we hear anyone say, that's my cross to bear. It's an opportunity to say what a cross really is. It's the cross of Christ. And and that's not a cross. That's a thorn to help you look up to Jesus. Well, I I, th- I agree with you. And I think I think about it this way. If I were to say that's my cross to bear, then I'm implying that whatever it is was put on me by God. Yes, you're right. And that's not true. No. That's not the way this is. If I have an infirmity, that's not God's fault. No. I'm not bearing this cross for God. God's saying here, beat out, beat out of weak knee. That's not what God is saying. No, but we do do it for God. Whatever how we it is. how we react to yes. it is for God. Yes. But the burden itself is not a cross. No. The burden is life. Mm-hmm. There are so many things in this world that can happen to you. Um, our son Hawken, our son Hawken, um, with his disability, his inability to to communicate or to walk, talk, do any of the things that a lot of people get to do. That's not a cross for him to bear. Mm-mm. That's the way God made him. And if God changes that, awesome. If God doesn't change that, still awesome mm-hmm. because we have Hawken. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't love Hawken less because of his his disability. I I don't love God less because Hawken has one. That's not that's not the cross we're talking about. The cross that Jesus carried to Calvary. He willingly accepted and put on his shoulder the sins of us, not him. It was not his fault. It was not his problem until he made it his problem. Mm-hmm. And he decided to voluntarily pick it up and carry it. He picked it up and carried it for us. When we pick up our cross and follow Jesus, he's asking us to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're not doing this for you. You're doing this for me. Yes. You deny yourself and follow me for me. Because if you're my follower, that's what you will do. But as as with anything God tells us to do, ultimately, it's for our best. Oh, yeah. Because it is. For, oh, in the end, in it's always him, best for us. In him, we find life. Like you read that scripture, those who seek their Whoever's, own life. Yeah, yeah whoever would would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it for my sake, for his sake. Right. And that, right. that's the point here. And that reminds me of, because to be worthy of him, we need to, we need to deny ourselves. 
Yeah. We need to be his follower. And to follow him, we got to do what he did. And that reminds me of what Jesus talks about in John 10. I'm going to go to it so I can read it. He says, um, so Jesus again said to them, this is verse 7, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So that's through verse 10. And that we go through Jesus. We do it his way. We follow the shepherd wherever he takes us and we will have abundant life. And we have a tendency to forget sometimes, I think, that role of Christ. The shepherd? The no. door? The role model. Oh. And again, I'm going back to what you just said when we were talking about Moses, the Old Testament stuff. Yes, we are blessed to have the Holy Spirit, but we also have the actual example of Christ, mm-hmm. which not everybody in history did. Right. So we have this, Second Corinthians 5.15, and he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, mm-hmm. but for him who for their sake died and was raised. So we have this, he died for everybody, so we have the opportunity not to live for ourselves. You know, and that is such a relief not to live mm. for self. Because it, if you're living for self, I mean, at times it will be okay when it goes your way. But most of the time, it's not going to go your way because that's just the way life is. It's such a relief to, this is when you let go of the drama. When you put self aside, you can just live for Jesus. The drama is gone. I mean, you know, the bad drama, the diva drama. But if you're living for self, your life is going to be full of those circus monkeys and drama and stuff because you'll try to control all of life because you want it your way and it won't happen. Even if it does go your way, it's going to be a big letdown because it won't be how you pictured it. It is such a relief not to live for self. And it's a, when I look at that in its entirety, what you just said, those comments you said in in its entirety, you know, Jesus had told us to deny ourselves. And like you said, it blesses us. Yeah. We're going to have a much better life that way. Um, but we also take the, then we didn't, <clears throat> we can take the mindset of Christ, <clears throat> excuse me, and the perspective of Christ in that, um, there will be those who will not. Mm-hmm. Don't let it stop you. There right. will be those who, who decide to go a different direction. Don't let them change your direction. Right. It's easier when we deny ourselves, it's easier for us to release the stuff mm-hmm. we cannot change mm-hmm. and accept only the things that we can. And what we can change is our attitude to Christ. That's it. And people. Deny self, mm-hmm. pick up the cross. That's what I can affect. That is within my sphere of influence. I have the ability mm-hmm. to affect myself. Mm-hmm. How I act, how I speak, how I think, how I react to things. I have the ability to change that. Mm-hmm. I don't have the ability to change you. No. It's taken me 27 years, but I know now that I can't change you. Oh, you figured it out? No, not completely, but <laughs> I knew that like day I've two. never <laughs> felt like you tried to change me. Like day two, I figured out 
you know, this is a dandelion. You gotta let her grow wild. That's how it works. I have never felt like you've tried to change. I've me. never wanted to. I love everything about you. Oh, but I'm, what I'm saying is the only thing that we can really have an effect on is ourselves. Mm. And that's why we are responsible for our salvation and not someone else's. Right. That's why we are not responsible for our children's walk with Christ. We can do everything we can to educate them as they mm -hmm. grow, but eventually it's on them. It is on them. And Jesus does the same thing with each and every one of us mm -hmm. and says, I want you. Mm -hmm. And I want you to deny yourself. And I want you daily to remember to deny yourself mm -hmm. and to take up your cross. So we are only responsible for our own sphere of influence. We we can teach, we can, we can preach, we can share, we can evangelize, we can do everything we can to help other people. But in the end, I'm only responsible and capable of changing one person. Mm -hmm. And that's me. Through the Holy Spirit, I'm allowed to... Go to God and say, please help me do this every day. But I cannot do that without making it a daily work. Right. And, and I was and I was going to say, too, mm -hmm. I mean, it's really good that we cannot make other people. Oh, Lord. Make them think a certain way or whatever. Because that would be no free will. Then. No. And then also, if you think about it, if I could do that with one of my adult children, well, then someone else could come around and do it, too. I mean, they would never... Right. They have to think for themselves. Everyone has to think for themselves. In the end, every one of us is going to stand face to face with Jesus, and that, that will be the end of it. Mm -hmm. And we will be. I will not be responsible for what a coworker did. I will only be responsible for what I did. Mm -hmm. And if that responsibility includes something I did not do, I failed to do, mm -hmm. a sin of omission, basically. If that happens, then that happens. But that's on me. That's not on anybody Someone else. else. Yeah. So as part of that responsibility of what God is asking us to do, what Jesus is asking us to do here, to take up our cross and follow him, we need to remember this is us. This is me. This is, this is me personally. I need to personally make this my mission, mm -hmm. my job. Mm -hmm. And again, there's two things we're supposed to do daily. Love God and love people. Oh, Give us this day our daily bread. Oh, we're supposed to go to God things, yeah. and ask for provision every day. And we're supposed to die to self every day. Mm -hmm. Those are the two things that daily is mentioned. In, and I think that's important. Mm -hmm. I will say daily. But like, I I think some days you might have to do it hourly. <laughs> that's true. You know, I mean, that's it depends true. what you're dealing there with. There are days when once a day is not enough days. Yeah, you just, sometimes it's even minute by minute if you're there dealing with times. something very stressful. There are some people where, you know, your tongue's going to look like hamburger because you bit it so many times. That's mm -hmm. That happens. Mm -hmm. um, and there are days when, you know, we've all had those days where it seems like it's just one thing after another. Things just happen over and over and over. And what a great time to go to God. It's and don't say necess necessarily, God won't necessarily take it away from you. But if he took away your reaction from it, Lord, give me peace in all this. Mm -hmm. He can. He will. Then that's something. Ask for my peace and I'll give it to you. That, mm -hmm. that, he'll do that. Mm -hmm. uh, this has been a great talk. And, and I hope it's, it's helped me. It's helped me clarify some thoughts. Mm. I think it's a good topic. I think talking out loud like this when we do in this podcast, that's one of the reasons I think. Sometimes it's when you're making a statement or a, or a, a 
plea to God, I think it's a good idea to say it out loud, even mm-hmm. if you're alone. Well, I think Jesus always prayed out loud because, like, how would John know to write down right. John 17? But I think it's yeah. just one of those things where um, talking about it helps. And that's why I love our adult Sunday school classes. Mm-hmm. That's why I love this time with with my wife where we can sit down and discuss these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that if you're listening, I hope that you have that opportunity to sit down and discuss with someone. Um, if you are looking for somebody and don't know anybody, ask one of us. I guarantee you we're, we're willing to talk. So mm-hmm. we love you very much and God loves you. And thanks for listening. Yes. God bless. Bye.